Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Citizens, welcome, New Amsterdam Radio, bonus episode coming at you. Global Voice here, hanging in the mayor's office, trying to get work done, trying to establish dominance over my multitude of businesses. And it's funny, when you're an entrepreneur, it just comes at you fast. NewAmsterdam.com is a website to learn more about this and now the other shows in the New Amsterdam canon and umbrella. And there's other shows there. We got Commander's Log, Global Assault on Netflix, Draped in Gold, and more. As for the show itself, you can follow social medias at New Amsterdam and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Today's episode, we're hanging with Milvagon, who is the CEO of Black Wall Street Empire, a conglomerate, for lack of a better word, of many different industries, many different businesses operating as a cohesive unit with a through line of empowering its community. It's a lot of fun and very fascinating to watch individuals quite like you and me on that journey of making their businesses viable and making it important and integral to the community. So I know you're going to enjoy that chat. Uh, before I get into that, though, I just want to say if you want to hit me up personally, hit me up at Flobo Voice on Twitter. Just let me know what you're working on creatively. I'd like to know the projects you're working on because I want to encourage your work. Okay, enough of me rambling, enough of me promoting stuff. It's now time for my chat with Mel the God. Welcome back to the Ram Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor of Global Voice, in the mayor's office here, hanging with people that are, are doing the dang thing in culture, in business, and with society. I want to join uh, Mill, the guy with me today, the CEO of Black Wall Street Empire. What a name, brother. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Hey, what'd you say? Thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thank, thank, thanks for having me. Yeah, I just Black Wall Street Empire, man. That, that has a lot of connotations. Uh, that's kind of the umbrella name for all your business segments. We'll get into in just a second. What was the the reason to call your business Black Wall Street Empire? Well, the name came about um, actually. Black Wall Street Empire started out as a study group, and I actually have a partner. At the time, I had two partners. Um, a brother named a brother poet, who's a mentor of mine. And then there was a brother Amin Ra. Um, both of them are elders. And um, the brother Amin Ra, peace be upon him, he's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. But I have to give him credit for half of the name because he came up with the Black Wall Street aspect of it. Of course, um, I'm sure you probably know Black Wall Street. It was a um, business district in the 19 in the early 1900s. Was a black independent black business district. So. The concept behind Black Wall Street Empire is about economic and financial independence and also education, educating our um, our community on different things, you know, public law, private law, economics. So the the, the Black Wall Street um, part of part of the name came from the brother Amin Ra because he wanted to basically model it and structure it behind that, you know, and, and honor those, our ancestors, our current ancestors. I put the empire on it. Mm-hmm. Because the empire is based off of a West African model, okay. um, and and we deal with a lot of African culture, and basically the whole corporate structure is based 
after uh, African model. And that's um, and then the base basically um, the Af the West African model of 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 create empires was went from families to tribes to municipalities to empires. But at the the way it came about was they were all merged together. So two families would merge together and form a tribe. Yeah. Two tribes merged together. That's a, a municipality. Um, two municipalities come together. Now you got an empire. So you got like throughout West African history, you know, some of our greatest, what they don't teach us in school, but some of our greatest civilizations was like the Moroccan empire, the Songhai <laughs> empire, the Mali empire. I do a lot of research on that. So we wanted to kind of like structure it after like American, um, a great American um district business district and and great a great civilization in america that did great things like black wall street and then put the empire on it which was you know kind of like giving up to our ancestors in africa so hence you got black wall street empire and then the way the business is actually structured you know it's basically have that model because you got several different investments and in, in ideas and business ideas and then we network with a lot of people that bring you know that form an empire and and eventually the goal is to become an economic powerhouse so in order to become an economic powerhouse in the way the corporate structure work nowadays in america you have to be invested into a lot of different you know areas they say you have to have seven different um streams of income in order to become wealthy so sure. that's how the organization is based off of from a business perspective and then of course we put you know the african perspective into it we try to intent we try to merge everything we do with some type of ancient culture and, and you know honoring our ancestors as well yeah and so the structure of it is from a corporate governance standpoint you're on top the ceo co-founder uh is there like a board of trustees is it kind of like a, a solo situation like what how is it as you move this these businesses forward uh it's me and brother poet um that's my partner brother poet um it's pretty much us he has a certain aspect of the business that he pretty much handled it and I have a certain aspect that I pretty much handle. Poet is really more, more so do things privately. Um, if anybody's familiar with, you know, public law and private law, he likes to move in the private, sure, sure. the private side. And then I deal with public and private. Okay, let's take a look at this portfolio. I was impressed when I came through it. There is a beauty care, skin and care line as one aspect, urban apparel, credit services, investments, uh, even a youth upliftment division. We'll go through all of these in just a second, but I got to ask you as someone that is overlooking these verticals, if you will, how do you keep juggling those plates? How do you keep moving the needle for each different segment as you trying to build Black uh, Wall Street Empire? Um. Sometimes it can be frustrating and challenging. To be dealing with, when you do as much, when you went into as many things as I'm into, you had to deal with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm up for the challenge because I study someone named Dr. Claude Anderson. Are you familiar with Dr. Claude Anderson? No, I'm not. Tell me more. All right. Dr. Claude Anderson is basically an economist. He wrote a book called Powernomics. And right. I studied the Dr. Claude Anderson philosophy where he teaches that melanated people, we have to play a group game. You know, economics is a group sport. Okay. And uh, to, in order to build a strong community, you have to have a group, you know, a group effort. You know, most other ethnic races, that's what they do. That's how they build their communities to be strong. So I really, really believe in that theory and I really hold tight to that. He has a book called Powernomics, which is basically my economic Bible. I read it all the time. So while it's hard to deal with people you're dealing with many personalities 
you know, people have their own, um, their own, you know, their own things that they into. So it, it's frustrating and hard, but I really believe in the group economic theory. And mm-hmm. I really believe and I like I'm really committed to bringing wealth and, and economic economic empowerment and information to our community. And I really want to see our people move forward and, you know, compete economically and become powerful. I, I, I want to see that. Like, I know the history of our people. So I'm, I want to be a part of our people being back on top. Like, I'm not I don't I don't like suffering. I don't like being oppressed. I like winning. So I'm really committed to that. Yeah. So that's what motivated me to be able to to keep going and deal with like many different people. And then I also understand that you have to you have to in order to move forward, you need help. I mean, you, you can't you can't sure. do anything in this world by yourself. So what I do is I pray to the ancestors to bring me uh, motivated people and people who have like interests and self, you know, people who have like interests who I can work with. And, you know, the universe really, you know, usually deliver it to me but it's 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 hard to, to answer your question but yeah. that's my motivation um the poweronomics theory by dr claude anderson that's my motivation so that keeps me motivated to keep doing that because i know it's the right thing to do you know yeah. you just have to pers- persevere well that makes sense because now from, from the outside looking in these segments look kind of disparate but now hearing that there is a through line about empowering through uh many different ways you look good you smell good you're financially good you're good right that's kind of that's <laughs> kind of the vibe uh i was thinking looking at the, your product line uh bwb products and services personal care products uh we are launching colognes and perfumes man I've dabbled with talking with other people in that industry. That right there could be very tricky to find what's needed, what's wanted. What's been your experience, man, launching cologne, launching perfumes for the community? Okay. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you how the fragrance line came about, right? Okay, tell me. No, this this is this, <laughs> this going to be an interesting story. I love it. Okay. Before I started the business, before we started, right, I used to actually sell oils. Um, I'm sure, like, you familiar with like the Muslim guys that sell the Muslim mm. and everything? Okay. Yeah. I used to do that. Now, at the time I was looking, I always was looking to, at, the, well, I was, I was kind of like, I don't want to say I was in the streets, like in a bad way, but I was in the streets, like on, from a hustle, hustle perspective. I wasn't yeah. legally, you know, in, incorporated into business. Building the connections. Go, yeah. I was looking to go into that route. So at the time, you know, back in the day before everything was digital, we used to sell CDs and movies. <laughs> so <laughs> I was selling CDs and movies yeah. and I was selling oils. I was selling the Muslim oils, right? So I used to mix uh, my fragrances together and wear it. Like I would wear it, mix fragrances to, together and wear it. And every, everywhere I would go, everybody would always ask me what I had on. <laughs> and they would always say, what you got on? Where can I get it from? Where can I get it? It was actually something I mixed. Yeah. So. When I was just brainstorming through business, I, you know, ideas to come, you know, what can I do to start a business? This is like when I first, before I even got started, I was always brainstorming on what can I do to just get started in business? And and this is when, this is a, like before we even started the study group and everything. And um, I was just into studying business, into, into, I was just entering the study of business and commerce. Mm-hmm. And then, and people kept asking me. And then one day it just hit me. It said, people always ask me, where I what I wear, what I got on, they would ask. Sometimes they would even ask, you know, could you get it for me? When I would tell them, like, it's, I made it myself, they would say, Well, could you make it for me? Yeah. So I said, Hey, I'm gonna make, a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna turn this into a fragrance line. That's exact. That's exactly how the, the, the men's fragrance came about. Okay. So and then of course, you know, 
if you're gonna do it for the men you got to do it for the ladies so you know like i said i was into selling oils already so i knew how to create well actually i knew how to mix oils i had i, I googled and researched how to actually make a perfume and how to make cologne and perfume of course i did my research on the you know the price of the the products and you know i did my price point did my um due diligence and yeah. once i did that you know the way the numbers was looking it, you know i was like hey i you know this this the this the first this is gonna be my first incorporated business right here fragrance line yeah and then i did further research this take me back to claude anderson you know i was on um, reading the book powernomics he has a section in that book where he talks about how black people should have how we do have competitive advantages in certain industries and those industries he feels like black people should control those industries from a retail and a distribution perspective mm -hmm. so of course it's hard to control the industry from a distribution so we got a long way to go yeah but i definitely um feel like we have you know if, you know we have to get into these different industries from a retail perspective so and one of those industries is fragrances and uh, cosmetics and everything so it just lined up perfect with you know the whole philosophy that i have but that's basically how the fragrance came about and the price point you was you were saying it could be tricky and difficult so it was basically tested um you know at least the men's fragrance was already uh market tested just by me wearing the fragrance so i kind of right. like knew i had a market for it already so that was kind of like taken care of i had confidence that i could make a, a female fragrance um actually the first fragrance i made i had to change it because you know but i basically listened to my market but the reason why it was an excellent business to go into is because you know nowadays we in a um climate where you at the at the click of a button you can get uh products and you can get uh resources and 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 for you know pennies on a dollar so you know I, I took advantage of you know research to be able to get the um you know the, the packaging and everything it's not mm -hmm. that expensive mm -hmm. so basically my the way I create the product my knowledge of creating the product I can create a very um quality product because my fragrance lasts it lasts a long time it's just as quality the quality is just as good as anything you'll find in a store yeah but I can sell it at a discounted rate to where I feel like people in our community can can um afford it so it's like the way I market it is like you getting a top of the line fragrance for pennies on a dollar because I don't spend as much money for the packaging yeah. in the fragrance industry what most people don't know when you pay for a fragrance you're usually paying for the packaging not okay really paying for the the quality of the fragrance sure but you're really paying for the packaging it costs sometimes it can cost 20 to 30 dollars just to package a fragrance so of course wow. they have to charge you hundreds of dollars and then if they if they you know paying you know a a a, a, a athlete or, or entertainer for marketing you know millions of dollars for marketing then they have to even charge even more so usually the cost of a fragrance is coming from the packaging and the marketing expenses mm. i don't have a big marketing cost and i don't have you know the packaging cost so I can sell my fragrance for you know 15 20 and, and make a you know really make a good profit so that's really yeah. how, it came, how it came about so right now i'm currently looking at the website for blackwallstreetempire.com which which these fragrances are now available and i realize the cologne is called king Ra, uh and mm -hmm. and the perfume is called sister seven so talk to me about the name convention how do you decide to name which fragrance which name and what the names mean to you okay king Ra, um again 
like I spoke on spoke on earlier, we like to have um, and intertwine our ancient culture into almost like everything we do. Mm-hmm. So King Ra, King is, you know, I feel like we all kings, you know, brothers, you know, yeah. me, you, all my mm-hmm. brothers, I feel like we kings. I, I don't feel like we kings, I know we kings. Cause when you study our ancient history, we come from that that type of bloodline. If you, I don't know if you ever studied like um, comedic history, African history, you know, we had a lot of kings and queens, you know, in pre-dynastic history. So even though we went through a hard period, you know, slavery and, and segregation, and everything, we still have that ancient bloodline and we have the DNA to be, to, you know, to get back to that, that level and, and, and you know, on the, on this physical planet. So I feel like we all kings, all my brothers are kings and a sister, the word sister, of course, you know, when we speak of, of women, we speak of a sister, you know, that's the right. sister right there. So that's where those, those two words come, come from. Now, Ra is the Egyptian sun god in ancient mm. Egypt, you know, uh, comedic history, comedic is, Kemet is the original word for, for Egypt. So if I, if you hear me speak of Kemet, I'm speaking of Egypt. Sure. So in ancient Kemet, the Egyptians, um, they worshiped Ra, the deity Ra, which, which is actually the sun because uh the sun it gives life to everything like the sun gives you know gives life to plant life you know without the sun you you know basically everything on the earth would die so right. the egyptians um honored the sun as a deity so that's where the word Ra come from so it's king Ra is basically giving us um you know paying homage to our ancestors and our ancient culture you know everything i, I do i try to make it cultural and sure. then seven is a is a um is the number of law if you if if you study um numbers all mm-hmm. numbers um have a different meaning in society so seven is like a sacred number in law we got seven chakras that's where you get seven days seven you know the seven days in a week that's okay. just, that's like a universal number right there so that's where the number seven come from on the name Oh, yeah, for sure. And there's also companion pieces. If we're looking at the Shea Butter line right now on your website, uh, blackwallshareempire.com. And, well, you know, a lot of times when you create things for the body, soul, and mind, someone always says, yo, this is great. But what's next? Do you have wave two, wave three already on deck? How does that look like? How does the rotations look like? How does your rollouts look like when these products are available? Um, as far as the product lines, I have other ideas, but I'm like right now I'm just concentrating on building these up into brands. Okay. Um, I, I have I have come across a lot of ideas, but I really want to I, I have to solidify these first before I, you know, can move on to something else. Like I got yeah. I, 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 I've had a, um, I flirted with a purse line, a sister seven purse line. I'm also okay. looking for the perfect brand ambassador, too. I, yeah. I went through a few um, different brand ambassadors in the past. You know, most of the time they really don't have a real business. I they're not really business oriented, or they don't really see the potential even in themselves. So if I find a perfect brand ambassador, like then that I think that'll help me segue into other products because I'll have someone who I think who I can depend on to be solid. But um, a purse line is something that I'm thinking about. But as of now, I'm just really putting my energy into the fragrance, the clothing line. You know all the other things I do too. They keep me, you know, that stuff keep me yeah. super busy. But as far as the branding go, the brands is the cologne, perfume, shea butter line, and the clothing line. That's my real um, focus right now. 
Yeah, Wait you on. know, that, that's kind of a mistake a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs make. They go, I got like 30 ideas, they kind of throw it all at once without focusing on. So it's actually a smart play to have a couple products now, build up a little bit of a following and move it on. Very, very smart move. And you mentioned the, 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 the clothing line, and I know clothing lines are, are capturing a vibe. You know, streetwear does change. Like, what's been your experience to find out, navigate that, to be fresh, to be different, not be enveloped by big guys, because you know how big fashion labels steal ideas from the culture you know what I'm yeah i mean that, that you got it right there we have we yeah. have it's very very important that we control our our culture you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that's 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 another part of why i had the fragrance i mean to have the clothing line and that go back to you know the claw anderson um theory too we have to control our culture we have to control the economy and the event um industries that we spend our money in so me i mean who else who else besides us to know what we like to wear <laughs> you know right. so that was the thinking behind that like i'll i've always dressed nice night not to you know to my own horn okay yeah, no plan, man. so <laughs> i mean and i and i look at what other people wear too like anytime i'm out in the public period like i'm always looking at the way people dress i'm just an observer of 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 our community i'm an observer of society i'm an observer of nature so just me being an observer and and I and I definitely I love our culture like hip-hop culture urban culture I'm I'm tuned in like I'm on YouTube I'm looking at all the podcasts I'm, your podcast I'm up on now okay I'm thank you podcast I'm looking at the the hip-hop um community I'm a part of the conscious community so I'm always you know staying in tune with the urban culture so you know I just put I just basically take what we doing and then I put it into the clothing line and then yeah. um it did pretty good this i actually just did the clothing line this this past summer and i did pretty good so i'm about to launch my second apparel um designs this spring yeah i mean look i have a question that's perhaps proprietary you can you can say it's a trade secret if you want but like what's been the rollout like are you doing the pop-up shops are you doing the fashion shows how to get the word out of a new clothing line especially people have more options than ever before oh yeah for sure um we de i definitely did pop-up shop that's another thing I do. I'm a promoter too. So okay. I promoted yeah. a lot of pop-up shops. That was that's when I first started out. Um I I haven't done the pop-up shops in a while because the COVID kind of like shut it yeah. down. Yeah, you're right. And I had you're a couple right. of bad experiences, but I'm about to get back started with that. So yes, the pop-up shops, of course, online, the website. Um, I I sell in def several different um marketplaces. And this is for the audience too. You got um Big Commerce, you got um SD. You got a webuyblack.com, you got eBay. Mm -hmm. Um, there's several different online um basically marketplaces where you can sell clothes. So, like mostly everything on you know, digital is the way to go because that that connects you to the to you know nationally not, and internationally. So yeah. that you know, I'm I'm bigger than local. So that you know, the e-commerce e game is definitely you know big as far as the clothing go, and then locally in the city. You know, I do the pop-up shops. Um, I actually got my clothes in a store. I had a contract with a store. It's kind of slow, but I'm going to pump that up in the spring. And then I just get out in the community and, and deal with the people. Like, I, I touch the people. I still am yeah. on the ground. I, I pegged. I, I pound the pavement. You know, I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm in the community every day. I'm out here with my people. Yeah, man. And let me ask you this. What's an issue you've, you've seen that, that the community is learning for, yearning for, looking for solutions to help uplift your community? What's something that people are saying, yo, man, I wish we had support in this era in our lives. And, and how is your company helping with that? 
Well, me personally, I work with the, I deal with the youth. Um, mm-hmm. I worked for four for two years with a gang prevention organization called Renounce Denounce. Um, this past year, we did sponsorship for youth for a youth football team. So we definitely into the sponsoring our our youth organizations. Um, I used to work for an organization called Peace in the Hood, and now. I'm starting a new mentorship program with um, a brother named Harambe East. Um, oh. Shout out to East when you see this. Shout out to him. And we're <laughs> going to be working in Glenville High School with Trouble Youth. So I really like to work with Trouble Youth. I like yeah. to give them, you know, educate them because I find that it's, it's easier to have influence over young people than it is over older people. With older people, it's kind of like if they come looking for information, I'll give it to them. But I really want to get a, the information to young people. Plus, I went through a lot of hardships in my um youth in my young days so i i i want to give back to my community and try to help somebody avoid the the troubles that i went through so that's really my passion in that area so yeah and 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 investing in our youth like sponsorship we did some sponsorships this year me and a few other me and a lot of my partners um Mm -hmm. like wall street and other partners that i have shout out to just fly shout out to um sister set and um we definitely i'm definitely going to continue to go down that route because we have to um invest in our our own community and our own youth and our own organization so i'm definitely you know going to invest dollars into that you know so that's that's how i like to give back yeah i'm gonna go off script for a second let me ask you a question why do you think people don't invest in their communities why do we put our money outside when we have the chance in your opinion well i think is we've been miseducated that's Mm -hmm. my my man you 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 talking about us our people that look like us I'm just saying in general, man. That's you can interpret yeah. it well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, most of us been miseducated, and we also are individual thinkers. You know, we've been miseducated. We individual. We think uh, most of our people think individually. It's like that we only care about if we doing good and we made it. You know, we feel like we, you know, we we there, as opposed to trying to build bring us all up. I think most people don't understand that if you know cause and effect is something that's real so if you doing good but somebody else is not i mean somebody else in your community or your people look like you that's not doing good the call the effect of them doing bad can cause it can cause it to come back to you i think most people don't understand that concept and we we haven't been taught you know what i mean it's like in the 80s this the 80s you know it the crack crack came through our community mm-hmm. and it really like you know edu- education wise and just it it really damaged our community so we still i mean we just now coming back from that we just now coming back from that that whole devastation like in the 80s and 90s crack devastated our community so we lost a lot of people mentally during those periods so you know and we just really haven't been educated to that like in the sure. black going back to black wall street we had that at some point in time, I wasn't alive. I wasn't born at that time, so I can say I've done a little research. But at some point in time, it, you know, we got disconnected. So, you know, it's going to take, you know, people who know, who are willing to come out there and teach our community to, you know, bring that back. That's why I like working with the youth because you can give it to them. Like, you know, when you're born and when you're young and you mold it and you you going through certain experiences and the culture that you brought up in, that shapes the way you think in life. That's very important, the culture that you brought up in. So I try to give back and create a culture for the young people and be an example. That's another thing, be a, a be an example, not just talk about it, but actually be the example 
of what I would like to see in our community. So I try to focus on that. So I think yeah. if we have more people going to, going into these schools and going to and teaching our youth these things, I think that we can get back to that as a people. But but to answer your question, it's just it's miseducation. We've been tremendously miseducated as a people, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a a, a a very big effort to try to bring us back to that. To what we. Uh- for, for those listening who are unfamiliar with the Black Wall Street part of, of our American history, uh, the Tulsa Race Massacre around uh, June 1921, uh, it's where Black Wall Street really comes from. It's a very dark time in our country's history, which is a lot of dark times in our history. Uh, I believe you're so educated. It really did change the course of, of Black wealth. Uh, for those who do know, you know the, you know the deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but talking about that, empowering others, investing in our communities, you do have investment services available as well under your banner. And that, to me, is pretty cool that you're going to try to empower everyone through financial literacy. What's that been like? Has there been a, a reception of that information? Has it been a little bit challenging to get the word out about that arm of your business? What's been the experience? Um. It's always challenging when you give it, when we give our people <laughs> some 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 type of education and knowledge. But when people have hardships, that's when most of the people I get. So it's like I do credit services. So mm-hmm. of course, you know, that's something that's very big in our community and a lot of our people struggle with that. So I do get a lot of customers when it, you know, people go through hardships, that's when they usually come to me. And um I I'm I'm very proud about that because I have helped I've helped people buy houses. Most of the time, most people want to buy houses and cars. So I have helped people do that. So that's, you know, that's probably the highlight of of my life for real is having someone text me after buying a house and telling me that, you know, thanks you, you know, what you did for me. That was that's really the highlight of my life. So it's um it's challenging when you're trying to educate people to that. But when yeah. people have hardships and they come into you for help, then that's not challenging because they they need the help. So, you know. Yeah. I'll be there for them. And that's like seminars, one-on-one consulting, ebooks. What's the what's the what's the mix? Well, I, I repair credit. I have we have done seminars. Um, we actually going to get more into that this year. But okay. I, I I try to focus on doing consultations with people to give them the information and just uh, credit repair. I, I repair credit. So if someone comes to me and they just need their credit repaired, I also do CPN numbers. I like. It's it's a whole phase of credit, like for us business credit, CPN numbers, and just plain credit repair. So, as far as like me communicating with people, it's usually repairing their credit or doing a consultation um, to teach them how to build business credit and structure their business in a way to where they can get they can get financing in the name of a business and not just personal. Well, I mean, it's still pretty early here in 2022. Black Wall Street Empire seems to be growing and thriving. What's the next step? What's that look like? What do you plan on doing? How do you grow your businesses as CEO? Well, to continue to build the brands, everything that, well, I'm going to say this. We got investments in real estate. I'm going to call out the investments and that'll kind of like take me into the future. We have investments in real estate we in the process of purchasing land right now in the city and throughout the inner city because in the city of cleveland the we we're going through a gentrification period right now and the lots is really not that expensive it's not that expensive and it's also a process that you can go through through applications to purchase lots so a lot of our people's not doing that so like i'm really focused on that right now so the acquisition of land 
Um, I have real estate. I've done real estate in the past and I'm and I currently have real estate now. That's where I plan on getting rich at the real estate game. Cause that's mm-hmm. the, you know, it's the, the stakes and the money and the profit margin of real estate is tremendous. So in the future of black wall street is my, my, my focus, my main focus in that area is going to be real estate far as the, the, you know, when it comes to the wealth, wealth building, but I, I do want to focus on brands because just building brands is it get, it brings in a lot of um, cash flow income. And cash yeah. flow is definitely important when you when you trying to run an organization in a, in a corporation because especially in the real estate, real estate can go you know up and down and the and it can be slow you know at at certain times. So you definitely need to keep the cash flow coming in. So the branded products, the real estate, land acquisition, um, credit. Of course, we are gonna keep doing the credit, stay in the credit business because that's giving our making our people aware as well as bringing in cash flow and the the um clothes and um private info that's huh. the direct that's the future of bwe but real estate and um youth education is probably going to be the main focus going forward in the future but as of this year we're going to build the brands and we're going to really you know do big things in this real estate Oh, absolutely. And shout out to the personal care product line, Shea Butter, Oatmeal Soap, King Raw, and Sister 7. Also available now at BlackWallStreetEmpire.com. Milda God, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I learned a lot about your process. And hopefully that someone listening now can be inspired to start their own empire. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. These are the brands, too. Like, to your audience, that's the King Raw Cologne. I don't know if they can see that. <laughs> got got stuck in the, the background, but it's yeah, the okay. background, yes, yeah, like, yeah. The, I don't know. My computer might not be powerful enough. And Sister Seven, I would encourage everybody to go to my website, blackwallstreetempire.com, and try out that fragrance. If there's anybody out there that love to smell good, I'm telling you, you'll never be able to purchase a fragrance that lasts as long as this fragrance is, that's as quality as this fragrance is for the cost. $15. Fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. I promise you won't find a fragrance as strong or with the quality. I mean, that strong or la- lasts as long as my fragrances for the the cost that it is. Like you, it's my fragrance is better than a thousand dollar bottle of cologne and perfume. I promise you. So they can go out there, blackwashingpart.com. Look for the clothes and also anybody out there with credit problems. If you you trying to buy that car, that house, you, you definitely can contact me blackwallstreetempire.com absolutely we'll keep that website in the show notes once again thanks mother god for being on the show i want you back man i want to see how how it grows a year from now two years from now down the road yeah definitely i'll definitely be hitting you up um i'll probably hit you up this spring when i drop that new um the new apparel line okay i'll be here for that for sure so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.